0: That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi everyone, this is Darian of Lab Shenanigans, and welcome to Scientifically Speaking. On this week's episode, my guests and I, we talk about the struggles of teaching during COVID, failing general chemistry in college, and sharing some tea over a previous toxic lab okay it's recording hello everyone okay. and welcome back <laughs> to scientifically speaking today i have my beautiful friend veronica he oh we used to be co-workers in our old lab okay. and now she is a biology teacher in high school you teach ninth grade and tenth grade right
1: ninth and eleventh yeah so freshmen and juniors
0: why why ninth and eleventh why not ten?
1: So 10th grade, the students take chemistry or physics.
0: Oh, true. I know you teach an IB program. Yeah. You teach an IB mm-hmm. program. Is 11th grade a higher level of biology? Yeah. I guess the IB equivalent of so biology, AP. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Oh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Mm. How is teaching so far?
1: It's okay. I feel like I haven't had the time to process it, like fully process it. So my first mm-hmm. year was COVID year. You know, it's still COVID year, but like the initial COVID yeah. year. And I felt like I was just constantly trying to keep my head above water. This year, a little bit of the same.
0: Don't worry. I'm a lifeguard. <laughs> I can help you. Yeah, I don't know how
1: to <laughs> swim. But yeah, so I feel like I've just been trying to play catch up this entire time, all two years. And I think that that's kind of what teaching is. There's always something to do. Yeah. there's You're never done.
0: Mm-hmm. For the past two years, it's kind of been a little unsteady with how teaching, I guess, should be done. Or there is really no right way because part mm-hmm. of it is teaching online and part of it is teaching in person. And it was really difficult in the beginning to teach online, especially Texas schools when they started pushing students to go back to yeah. school and teachers too. And some students, rightfully so, decided to not go to school and want to do it online. I think there was like a really hard method yeah. to teach both online and in class.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I had to be in the classroom. And initially, I think the first couple of weeks, all the students were online. And then they had the option of coming back. So I would have students sitting in front of me, like in in the classroom, and then I would have Zoom open as well. So I would be teaching Mm -hmm. like to the class and then to the computer as if they were all like there. (laughs) And what's funny is that That year, last year, seems so much easier than this year. I don't know if it's because now I'm seeing everybody in the classroom. And I I have full Mm -hmm. classrooms now. And of all all, people with all different personalities, it's difficult to manage everybody.
0: I don't know about you, but for me, it's so much easier talking to like a computer screen than talking to like people in person. But, but it's hard for me to be myself if i'm just talking to like a computer screen and there's like no person on the other side like i need to see someone (laughs) because my energy comes from the other person and so i'm not seeing the other face i don't know i'm just not energetic i'm just not myself
1: that's a a good point that you bring up because i remember last year all my students would have their cameras off, and you know we encourage them to turn their cameras on but you know, at the end of the day, I was just like, whatever, you show up, whatever. Oh, no, yeah.
0: I know <laughs> my, my cousins are in high school. In the middle of all this, they would quote unquote go to class by signing in and just laying in bed and sleeping. I know they're not yeah. doing the work, they're not even doing the work and they would just leave their screens off and i'm like you guys cannot do that you guys are not going to learn and you know i'm trying to be like the good older cousin. i'm like come on guys learn because i promise you like you might most likely use this in your college careers and like no i just want a good hey i i'm already passing this class i'm doing well and it's like not even about the grade it's about learning and using that for your like your lifelong goals of trying to build good work ethic and stuff and they're just like no i don't (laughs) care I'll, i'll worry about it later on in life i'm like Okay, you know, I should not be in parent mode. (laughs) I am starting
1: to see some, well, I have been seeing some of the drawbacks, I guess, from last year due to students logging in and then just like chilling on their phone or whatever it is that they Uh, do. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's been hard for the kids as well to go back into the classroom and actually have to do stuff now. Yeah. They're like learning to be a student again.
0: I guess some of the stuff that they should have learned early on, they didn't learn it. I'm guessing they have to like either relearn it or they just didn't have like a strong or they don't have like a strong foundation of that subject.
1: So I know in like seventh and eighth grade, they learn a mix of chemistry, biology and physics. So some of my students remember some biology things like 100 squares.
0: I don't know. Oh, come on, Genetics food webs
1: right like little things here and there that are like yeah I'm trying, to think what else. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else i learned
0: i learned like i think we learned about <laughs> astronomy a bit seventh grade we learned the digestive system we learned about elements oh i remember we had to memorize the first 20 elements in the periodic table yeah we had to learn the number and the elements and i think that's it
1: but why? Like... I
0: don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But hey, it really helps me a lot in general chemistry in college. Okay. There are times when like I didn't have to look at yeah. the periodic table that yeah. were like given to us for the tests because, you know, already like yeah. we already memorized. We know like the weights. Like I will never forget carbon is 12.01. I will just never forget that. And nitrogen is 14 and oxygen is 16. Like I will wow. just never forget that. Hydrogen one. Like watch... <laughs> Watch, like I actually looked all that up before this, and I memorized it, and I like I tried to bring yeah. us to that topic to make me sound smarter. Yeah, me bring this up somehow. Yeah, like, how how am I going to strategically <laughs> talk about the element? Mm, let's let's talk about school. Let's try to weave my way <laughs> to this topic.
1: So I actually failed general chemistry.
0: My only hey, class. We love. We love honesty. <laughs> yeah, my only
1: class in college that I failed, and I was so sad. So I was biology major, pre-farm route. Yeah, and then mm. I failed chemistry, and I was super distraught. Like I had never experienced this before. I went into this downward spiral. Didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Uh-huh. And I mean, like in college, I all throughout college, I felt like I would have an existential crisis like every week because I didn't know. What I wanted to do, and I picked pharmacy because it seemed mm-hmm. stable, and also like, yeah, you know, you make six figures as a pharmacist. So I was like, oh, okay, I could do that.
0: Yeah, you make six figures counting. <laughs> no, I was kidding. I kidding. I don't get it. Like counting pills. Oh, okay, that's what they yeah. do. <laughs> but no, I'm just, I'm just being shady. <laughs>
1: But yeah, then I failed chem and I like, fuck, I don't know. Okay, like, I guess I'll just finish my biology degree. The next year I turned 21. So I just started drinking Mm -hmm. like all of my, (laughs) I was working part time at at some restaurant. All my paychecks would go towards going out and like drinking.
0: you know maybe like if drinking in moderation if that helps with your <laughs> mental health and it helps you relax hey no I really I genuinely believe if you go out and have a good time do a couple of drinks every now and then at a good pace it can relieve a lot of stress yeah. you know <laughs> I think in college it's also very tempting to tie like your worth to your grades and if you didn't do well in a class or do well on a test you think that you're not worthy enough to pursue a certain career, but that is not true. That is not true.
1: What's sad is that some of my high school students think that way too. They measure Mm -hmm. their worth by their productivity. I I speak to some of my juniors and like, Oh, like, are you excited for break? What are you going to do? And they're like, Oh, I'm going to work. I have school stuff. I need to catch up on this, this, this. I'm like, you guys are 16. Like, Take some time to <laughs> be sixteen and do what mm-hmm. sixteen-year-olds do. I don't know. It's kind of sad.
0: Definitely, there is there's yeah. a balance. Like, I think it's good that you're giving them a, you're advising them to to be sixteen and and chill. But I think at the same time, like maybe them doing all this is in the long term, like prepping them to build good work ethic and prioritizing things and yeah. learning how to balance. Because I remember when I was sixteen. <laughs> I think my main priority was like money. I would always feel bad if I asked my mom for yeah. money. And so I told myself at the age of 16, I'm going to get a job. So I became a lifeguard for Life like three day. years. Literally. Yes. Oh my You remembered. <laughs> remember. Yes. Lifetime. I remember fitness. your
1: smoothie story. The, the, the guy that oh ordered like a blueberry God. smoothie or some shit.
0: Oh, my. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Backtrack, backtrack. We're we're gonna sidetrack. We're gonna sidetrack. So I worked at Lifetime Fitness as a as a lifeguard, a swim instructor and in the cafe at one point, I really bounced around because I just wanted to make a lot of money. Every time I came home from college, during like the breaks during Thanksgiving or winter break, I would work as a swim instructor and in the cafe for like a month. But I would really rack up my, my hours because I just wanted to be productive. But anyway, I worked in the cafe and that was my first time working food and just having to deal with
1: people, customer service.
0: deal with people. Lifetime already has like a lot of snobby, rich people anyway. At the time when I got nervous, <laughs> I would stutter. <laughs> I would stutter. Okay. I just remember this guy ordered a berry smoothie, but I couldn't hear him. So I was like, I'm sorry. What? And he was like, oh, I want this smoothie. But he wasn't enunciating his mm-hmm. his words. And I was like, I, I, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, can I get a <laughs> smoothie? I, I'm sorry, can you repeat that again? I, I I can't hear you. And he, I forgot what he wanted. Like he wanted some type of berry smoothie. So I, I typed it in and I'm like, all right, it's, I don't remember what the price was. It's 582 And he looked over at his friend. What was it? Uh, Five. What? And then he kept making fun of my he kept making fun of me and he kept making fun of my stutter. And I just like felt so down on myself and I was upset. You know, there's always that customers always. Right. And so and I don't want to get in trouble with my my manager. And so I fought back the urge of getting upset and I made a smoothie and I gave it to him. And I don't know why. I don't know what came over me, but I apologized i I apologized for stuttering, yeah, literally, I know I was so upset, I mean, looking back, I'm so upset about the time I was like, I'm just a little kid, and he's a grown man, he knows he's he's right, I'm wrong, oh my gosh, I will never forget that story
1: yeah it it sucks working in the service industry. you just put it with so much shit and you have to eat so much shit and just like take it, you know, it sucks,
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you have a lot of stories of working in the restaurant in in bars and stuff, right?
1: I used to think I have a relatively good memory, but lately I I don't think so.
0: Girl, we are so <laughs> we're very similar. Like I think our our views on relationships. Okay, no, let me let me backtrack how was so random. <laughs> you and I both I feel like I am 27 years old and my memory is (laughs) diminishing literally I'm always like what did I do last week in fact what did I do last night did I get any work done
1: I know I can't think like a day ahead it's really bad
0: like my memory is so bad like I have to document everything because I'm working with a grad student Mm -hmm. right now and she's teaching me how to do work with cells and do you know what passage numbers are? <laughs> like, I'm just learning. <laughs> okay, no, I'm not, I'm not going to explain it because it's all new to me too. And I don't want to <laughs> butcher it. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> she asked me a question and she's like, oh, do we work with these cells? Like, do we do this a couple of days ago? And I was like, Honestly, I don't even know. Like, (laughs) I really don't know. Let me look back at my notebook. I am nothing without my notebook. I write everything in it. That's how I document everything. I'm very old school. But anyway, I'm like, yeah, let me double check my notebook. And it's all there. But you cannot ask me without without my phone, without my notebook, without anything. Because I do not know. I think when it comes to like tasks like that, I don't know. But if you ask me like a specific concept, I, I will know because generally certain concepts or certain I don't know lessons or mm-hmm. stories if they intrigue me or they interest me then yes I will yeah. remember it but if it's boring to me then I will I will not remember it. Ooh that brings me back to um, that brings me to the story. Ooh <laughs> spicy this is spicy in college there are these two girls that I would always mix up. Let's call one Laura and one Samantha. And I would always get Laura and Samantha mixed up. In fact, at one point, I thought they were one person because they looked so, yeah, they looked almost identical. They're not related, but they looked identical. One um, had a very like upbeat personality and the other one was was a bit more on the quieter side. Laura is the upbeat one. I would always call Laura, Laura and Samantha, Laura. And we would always study in the same spot. And then one day when I came up to Samantha, I was like, hey, Laura, I guess she got really annoyed of me. And she was like, Darian, this is the fifth time you've called me Laura. I am not Laura. I am my own person. We don't even look like why do you keep calling me Laura? And I honestly don't know what got over me. And I was such I was honestly such an asshole back then. I was like, I'm sorry, like. If you were that important to me, then I would remember you, but I don't. So yeah, I know. I know. And I felt so bad looking back. I was a different person back then. I think about like a couple months later, I apologized to her because I, at the time I didn't realize what I did was wrong. And I think I was just very like, kind of like in my own bubble, focusing on my own problems. I've changed I'm a changed man I was baptized no I was changed I'm, I'm still changing what's that one song from Wicked uh, I feel like I should Big know mouth? this no uh, no no you know what I'm, <laughs> <with>? I'm <talking laughs> no I don't watch Big Mouth we
1: well actually
0: how does the song go wait I, I might know I don't wanna, how does the song go sing. Oh, she's like I don't want to <laughs> I wish I could sing I was gonna I was gonna like pretend to show off but I can't sing either so. <laughs> yeah do you know the premise of Big Mouth though um i kind of do they're like hormone yeah. monsters and like and it's just like little ki- like little teenagers they're going yes, 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 yes and and all these monsters are like trying to tempt them to have sex and stuff and and it's all that high school drama it's right but school. it's like <laughs> yeah. oh, mi- middle school and they're all trying to like i think like battle with their own like yes, hormone like, monsters demons and stuff masturbate
1: and, and like I don't people yeah, getting your yeah. periods and I used to think the show was hilarious but I couldn't binge watch it because it would get too cringy and now that I'm a teacher yeah. and I work with high school kids like I can't watch it anymore like it just grosses me out
0: <laughs> honestly when I look back and think about the stuff that I did in high school <sighs> oh, I'm like gosh. how was I yeah I know like I was I was like should I just <laughs> share this now I mean this is too tmi I'm not gonna share any personal stories <laughs> Middle and high school is a good time of self exploration and exploring mm-hmm. and learning, you know, about sexuality yeah. and stuff. Girl, I knew I was gay at an early age. You know, I learned more in middle and high school. How's your new lab? Oh my, gosh, my new lab is amazing. Aww. It is tenfold,
1: mm-hmm. much
0: better than our mm-hmm. old lab. RPI is just not. He's not micromanaging. He's there but he isn't there like breathing down our necks, like our old PI. And what I love about him when he was giving me a lab tour, um, he showed me the lab and then we had to walk over to his office. I'm used to offices, PI's offices being next to the lab, but we ended up walking out of the lab, going around like the student dining area and then walking downstairs to go to his Mm -hmm. office. And then I was like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. Why? And um, I asked him and he said, well, One, like, I think it's a good idea for me to just always step out of my office. And if I need to go to the lab, it's a good workout. And two, I don't want my office to be right there so that I'm not accidentally just like watching my students or like my students don't think that I'm watching them and micromanaging them. And I'm like, wow, it's like, (laughs) this is my dream (laughs) PI. This is my dream lab. He's just so laid back. He has a lot of faith and trust Mm -hmm. in his students. Everyone in this lab is so self-motivated and he doesn't pressure you into doing anything. And he he's always giving great advice and he always has your back. I wish I had joined this lab early on. I wish that the past, what, three, four years didn't happen. But, you know, I always tell myself that sometimes in life I have to experience all the bad things first in order to appreciate the good Mm -hmm. things. And so, I mean, there are a lot of great takeaways from our old lab. Like, I got to meet you, beautiful Veronica, and I miss her little tea time and us drinking tea and catching up on life and venting (laughs) about work during lunch hours or during lunch. It was fun. Met a lot of great people, yeah. And I always talk about my frustrations about our old lab, but I think on the bright side, RPI did teach us a lot she's kind of like a tiger mom. That's probably the best way to describe like a tiger mom on steroids. Yeah. But I think rather than trying to push us to our limits for our own self benefit, I think she did it for her own self benefit to make her look good, to try to build her resume and try to get that tenure position. Yeah. It just seems like every time we wanted to do something like, For example, I wanted to leave lab early so I can go perform with my improv troupe. There was always like, oh, well, you need to stay later to get more data so that we can make more figures for my next grant. And if you don't do this, then I'm just going to tell the admission committee that you're not hardworking.
1: That's very manipulative.
0: Oh, I know. Yeah, and that is literally the tip of the iceberg. I don't know if you want to talk about this. Um, Definitely, if you don't want to, we can skip this topic. But did she ever do anything like that to you?
1: She was not very... She was more subtle with me. I think it's because I, I was new. But I did notice that she would definitely pick on you a lot more. She was very critical of you. She didn't try to hide it. And she would try to, like... Mask it under. Oh, this is for your own good, or we're trying to, you know, better you. This is going to help you become a better researcher.
0: Yeah, exactly. That was always the um, the mm-hmm. facade. Like, oh yeah, well, I'm doing all this to to. <laughs> yeah, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, yeah. bitch. You're killing my mental health <laughs>
1: yeah, That was not
0: a good place for you.
1: I'm glad you're in a new lab that you like and have supportive people around you. And that our old lab is a thing of the past
0: now. Oh, oh my God! You're my like therapist. <laughs> Literally, actually, um, that is actually why I invited you to this to this episode because I knew that you would be a great person to talk to, and um, and it's free of charge. So free therapy right now. Yeah, so is thank you. Love life. <laughs> oh no oh my love like oh actually we have not talked about that well i don't want to talk about it here maybe like on our own time like dinner one day but i will tell you that our our four months is Mm -hmm. coming up soon um but by the time that this episode is published it's going to be like five Uh months but anyway anyway
1: anyway congratulations
0: oh thank you (laughs) You thank you
1: i'm glad you're happy
0: so when you joined our lab, it was back in uh, it was back in twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen, February twenty nineteen. And I remember that date because that was our first day moving to the new lab space. Our <laughs> PI was transitioning from postdoc to PI. And your first day in the lab was also our first day in the new lab space. And it was just me, our PI
1: and me and you. <laughs>
0: And you just, the three us. of us, yeah. the trio, and there was no lab manager. There were no grad students. It was, it was PI and two research techs. Think of like an almost completely empty lab with some new lab equipment. That's it. And so we had to start the organization yeah. process of this lab, like how to set everything up, ordering new items on Quartz. Were you there when she pushed us to, to download Slack? Yes! Oh, Oh, okay, okay. Okay, let's let's go into this the Slack still. Okay, well, actually, we didn't download Slack until like I think two or three months months in. in. No, two months in. It was it was about a month or two in.
1: It was hard to keep up with.
0: The way that she tried selling this to us was that every lab uses Slack, which I totally buy. I understand. Like labs, they need to, to communicate with one another. And sometimes email isn't the best way or the quickest way. So I didn't mind downloading Slack, but I did not want to download Slack for lab mm-hmm. because she, is, she was very micromanaging and she always expected us to reply to every email very yeah. quickly. And it was always so annoying. And then she would email us on the weekends yep. and she would also get mad if we didn't reply to her on the weekends when we have our own personal mm-hmm. lives going on, you know? At this time when she was pushing us to download Slack, uh, we just hired our lab manager and we had a rotation student on which we won't say his name, we'll call him Bob. And she was pushing us to all download Slack, but we were all so hesitant because we didn't want to be bombarded with emails or bombarded with messages from her. I think out of all of us, I was the one who was very resistant and I was the last one to download Slack. Our lab manager downloaded it but turned the notifications I did off. Too.
1: I did not turn I did not have my notifications on for Slack because I know it would be going off all the time. And she already sent us so many emails at any time of the day, like 8 p.m., 10 p.m.
0: It just never it never stopped. I don't mind you sending emails, but if I have some things going on, if I'm doing an experiment, like I'm not going to yeah, reply to your email ASAP, you know, like let me finish my experiments, girl. We had a long talk in her office because she was so upset that I didn't want to download Slack. And I was like, girl, like, I don't want to download Slack because I don't want you to bombard me with, with messages. And so I don't think she understood where I was coming from. I genuinely think that she thinks that I didn't want to download Slack because I didn't believe that other labs were using it. She was implementing this rule onto us because she wants to be mean to us. I'm like, no girl, I don't want you to annoy me. That's the thing.
1: I remember she would email us something and then send the same message on Slack and I'd be confused to which one to respond to. I just remember that being a thing.
0: Another thing that I did not like about this lab was that all of our social events were awkward as oh fuck. My I would rather have the social events without her with the rest of the lab. We would have a good time without her. In fact, the times that she wasn't in lab because she had to go to a conference, we were probably one of the best times that we've had together. When Bob was done with his rotation for the lab, we had like a last lunch with him. Uh, it was Bob, lab manager, administrator. You know who? Yes,
1: yes, yes. I remember. Uh-huh.
0: Administrator and PI. Our PI emailed us on Saturday. Yes, you remember. Yes, you remember. She emailed us on Saturday. Asking us, think, if we wanted to have the lunch on Monday or Tuesday, right?
1: Something like that. And then a place as well. And she was like, oh, if I don't receive a reply or something, then we're going to go to this place. And then I think all of us were busy with our projects or whatever. So we didn't reply. We were all thinking, okay, yeah, that's fine, right?
0: Yeah. She emailed us on Saturday about, like, the time, the place. And then Monday comes around. We had Monday lab meeting.
1: Okay, I remember. Yes. I thought she had asked us, oh, is everybody fine with this? And we all told her.
0: We were all getting ready for lab meeting. And right before lab meeting, she walked over to our little bay. And then she blew up and said that no one replied to her email. So therefore, we're not going to have a social lunch. So then she like stormed back to her office. And then we all looked at each other and we're like, what the heck? We opened her email. And we said, yes, this day, Tuesday, and this restaurant is fine at this time. And we were just like, we don't even want to have yeah, this lunch who- with you. Like, if anything, let's just cancel this lunch and we can have our own who little gave, lunch.
1: Who gave lab meeting that day? I feel bad for that person. It was probably you.
0: <laughs> right? I'm so tempted to open up you, the, the Google Doc or whatever it's on to see who presented. I know it was like around March. <laughs> Um, RPI like cried to me and I feel kind of bad laughing at it but l- let me explain the story feel
1: bad.
0: like I always said alligator yeah. tears alligator tears right from the get-go when Bob rotated in our lab I think he noticed all the red flags immediately I was very surprised that Bob opened up to mm-hmm. us and wanted to grab lunch with us all three of us would have lunch I think most of the time we just vented mm-hmm. and talked about how stressed we were and how miserable and how we all wanted to quit lab and we were even, like, persuading Bob to not join the lab because she's, like, putting up this nice front for him. Even with that nice front, I, we were to seeing toxic behavior. I think he was on the fence with joining this lab and joining another lab across the hallway. we vented at to that lunch quite often. Yeah. And then the one time when RPI... Flew to another state for a conference. She was gone for an entire week. We were still communicating with her through email, through, I think, Slack.
1: We had a Zoom meeting, too.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did have a Zoom meeting, and it was in the, the coffee area. I was running a Western blot, and I was asking our lab manager how to correctly quantify it or something. And she was, she was telling me one thing, and then through email, our PI was telling us another thing. I guess I didn't know which way to do it. PI ended up having to call me to further explain how to quantify. That conversation went into her crying. She said that someone spilled the beans and that I was unhappy in lab. She was pretty much, I guess, begging me to stay and I guess make herself feel better by by making me reassure her that I'm going to stay in this lab to finish out this project. This conversation went on for a while and she was just crying You were there too. I was sitting at my desk. You were sitting at your desk. I don't know if you could hear, but I was like-
1: A little bit.
0: I was like, it's okay. And then finally we hung up, me and you. And we're like, who told her? Was it lab manager? Was it administrator? Or was it Bob? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so there was like this low-key manhunt of who snitched. (laughs) After Bob decided to not join our lab and join the other lab, we found out that him. it was Bob. Like and then we never saw him the same way. <laughs> and he was shunned out of our group. Now I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. We're still we're also good friends. I think in retrospect, it was good that
1: he said something.
0: Because honestly, we didn't have the we didn't have the guts to tell RPI and it. Or if we did, she would try to gaslight us. I mean,
1: I remember her trying to rationalize her behavior towards you by saying it was in your best interest. She was trying to help you become a better researcher.
0: Oh, and then the times (laughs) that I would get frustrated or flustered, she would try to blame it on me by saying like, oh, you're just too emotional right now. You know, if you want to be a good PhD student, you need to learn how to to deal with this. And because when I was in your shoes, like I learned how to deal with it. no. I'm not in your shoes. I don't want to become a faculty. I don't want to get tenure. I don't know if if another guest brought this up, but I know that when she was a grad student, she threw a lot of people under the bus. And some of those people Uh are her colleagues now in the same institution. I don't know why. They secretly do not like her. And I'm like, y'all, it does not need to be a secret. (laughs) Y'all need to let it out. The truth will set you free.
1: Okay, weird question. Do you clean the lint out of your belly button?
0: Oh my yeah 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 well like I clean it like once a month like I get like every a day. tweezer <laughs> you know like once a month yeah, once a month no, no no <laughs> yeah okay like once a month I will yeah the I'll, I'm surprised because when I shower every day like I clean my belly but I clean every crack and crevice of my body. <laughs> And so when I clean my belly button, like once a month, I'm actually very surprised to see stuff come out. Like, I mean, it's not a lot. It's just like, like a little, like a little nookie.
1: I guess we can only hope that she has learned. She's like aware of, you know, you don't think so.
0: Oh no. No, I know. So, so for those that are listening, let me give you a little brief timeline. So after we hired you, you stayed for six Mm -hmm. months and then you left. And then immediately we hired Jesse. Who was our research coordinator in episode one? She stayed for three months. And then after she left, that's when I told her that I'm planning to leave. I gave her like my little three months. Mm -hmm. While I was preparing to leave, we hired.
1: Is it it Jay? Is that
0: who you're talking about? Yeah, we ordered. We ordered. We ordered. We (laughs) We hired Jonathan.
1: Wow. And
0: Jonathan was.
1: That's a good good cover.
0: <laughs> we hired Jonathan, and he was my replacement. And I had to train him. He stayed for six months. I gave him all the warning signs, and he already saw them. He saw all the red flags, and he's like, "No, like I think I can stay here for at least two years and then Holy get shit. into med school." He wanted to go down the MD PhD route. Okay. He got a really good MCAT score. Like I thought, he was set for med school. He applied. I think he got in and everything. But because he was so traumatized by a lab, he was like, fuck this. I'm never going to be in a lab again. And then he left, applied for a master's in engineering at at another school. He actually loves that lab so much that he is, I think he's pursuing a PhD now.
1: Okay, that's right.
0: I want to invite him to this podcast so that he can spill some stories. But he's like, no, like, I'm scared. I'm like, scared of what? None of us are going to ask for a letter of recommendation. None of us are going to like ask for anything.
1: You know, I am grateful she gave me a chance, though, because I was out of college, right? I had some experience with flies, and I had applied to at least a dozen other labs and never heard back from them. Mm. So I am grateful for the experience.
0: I think what really helped your resume was that you had fly experience. If you didn't have fly experience, she probably wouldn't have hired you. Yeah. that's the only thing because she really needed someone to carry the, mm-hmm. the fly project mm-hmm. at the time when we were hiring you, we interviewed a lot of people that were just not fit for the position. Some of the personalities didn't really like mesh well with ours. Mm-hmm. We always asked one, do we think that they'll do good research Two: can we envision ourselves working with them and some of the people I was like, I don't know is some of these people it's just hard to carry a conversation and I, I knew that after our interview. I think we were giving you a lab tour. And it was through that lab tour when I was like, okay, like, I fucked so you. I was
1: so nervous.
0: <laughs> and I liked you. I really liked I you. I remember
1: looking you up on LinkedIn.
0: L O L, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I have, not, I have yeah. not updated my LinkedIn forever. <laughs> I mean, every now and then I'll go on LinkedIn. And then I'll have, like, all these people try to connect with me. And I'll connect with you. But I'm not going to be on LinkedIn. Yeah. And I don't comment. I don't like. I go on there. To see who's messaging me, I reply back to messages, who's connected with me, accept, 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 accept. And then that's it. That's all I do on LinkedIn. You
1: still have a same picture. I think like, I have like a you more glasses on, you a big smile. Oh,
0: that was my graduation <laughs> photo. I know, I know what photo you're talking about. Sue, so, no, 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 no. I updated my picture. Oh, no. It's more professional. Oh, my bad. Okay. She's a professional. I don't think anyone uses yeah. LinkedIn seriously. Like sometimes for shits and giggles, I just want to just shit post on LinkedIn. <laughs> when you're looking for a lab position, no one's going to go on LinkedIn. In fact, I think Twitter is a better place for looking up lab positions.
1: Okay. She had sent me this itinerary for my interview and I yeah. got freaked out because yeah. I wasn't expecting to meet like five different people. So I looked you guys all up. Yeah. And I think the only thing that popped up when I looked up your name was your LinkedIn. That's all. I was like, oh, he went to UT. Oh, he swims." (laughs) swam.
0: I swam all throughout high school and college to exercise in college, not like on a team. I don't know why, but every time I tell people that I swam in college, they think that I swam on the UT team. I only swam just to work out, just to exercise. That was my only way of staying fit.
1: Oh, have you seen the lab page? There are pictures of you still on there. There's one of me.
0: Oh, the old lab? Yeah. I try not to go because I get, I'm really traumatized. You have no idea. I am so traumatized. But the last time that I was on there, I'm like, LOL, half of these people don't even work there anymore. Like literally all these people left. Sometimes I just want to like email our old PI and just tell her, can you please take my picture down?
1: No, you did so well. Well, I guess it's up to you. You did a lot of work. You did a lot of good work, you know?
0: My trauma is so bad that I do not want to be associated with that lab.
1: Yeah, it's understandable. I think it's fair to request that then.
0: That means I have to email her and it's going to be small talk. Yeah, and
1: yeah,
0: I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to engage. No. Like, Yeah, I get it. All righty. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Veronica. Do you have any advice for our followers? I prepared for this. So
1: something that I need to do better something I need to also practice myself is taking time to reflect like in my teacher training Mm, my professors really emphasize the importance of taking time to reflect in fact that was actually like an assignment that we had to do every two weeks we had to write like a page on reflection of how our weeks had been and I'll be honest with you my past two years of teaching, I have not done that. <laughs> like, I've been so <laughs> mentally drained by the time I get home. And I think that's why yeah. like, when you asked me earlier, like how teaching is going, and I said, I still haven't really processed it fully. And I, and I think it's because I haven't taken the time to do any true reflection. So, yeah, that would be some advice that I'd give. And that would apply for anybody, right? Anybody in any position yeah. working towards any career path. I think it's important to take time to reflect and think about what has been working for you, what hasn't been, how far you've gotten, right? Especially for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah just to help put things into perspective.
0: Journaling. Yeah. Journaling, y'all. Yeah. That helps a lot.
1: Yeah, I really need to start doing that.
0: Even talking out loud. Talking out loud. Talking to a therapist. Yeah, yeah, I know. That is a form of reflecting. I need to find. Talking to a therapist. Go to mind Zoe. Zoe's amazing.
1: Okay. I'll (laughs) i look into her.
0: I think even talking on this podcast is a form of reflecting. So, uh, oh uh, Oh my gosh, setting
1: like short and long term goals for yourself. I don't know if I'm ready for that because then that forces me to think about the future. I don't know if I'm ready for that yet.
0: I feel like I'm put in those situations every time my family's like, So, what are you wanting to do in 10 years? I'm like, what i'm doing now isn't what i'm wanting to do full-time like in the next 10 years but definitely what i'm doing now is helping me Mm -hmm. build to what i want to do in Mm -hmm. 10 years you know Mm -hmm. and so like y'all are only just looking at the journey you're not looking at the end goal yet the end result and even if this is the end result like i'm sensing a little judgmental Mm -hmm. vibes from y'all if the listeners want to follow you where can they find you veronica he i am only
1: um on instagram my handle the IG. is banana cake i don't post banana cake i hardly post so <laughs> no entertainment there
0: well wow that means a lot she barely posts but if you look closely you'll see a picture of yes. us together at axel yeah
1: <laughs> yes. so many pictures of us together. but
0: some sexy schmexy pictures we
1: should go again
0: i'm down Ooh, whoa i love Mitchell, I miss the Micheladas there. I have not had a good Michelada. I made it to my home, girl, they are not good. They are not good.
1: We should go. I'm down. I'm on spring
0: break. You are on spring <laughs> break. Ooh, okay. Next Sunday. Next Okay, wait. L- 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 we can talk yeah, about yeah, this yeah. off air. <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you so much veronica and i will see everyone next i keep saying i will see i will not see y'all but i hope everyone has a wonderful day all right thank you so much veronica and i will talk to you later all right bye
1: thanks for having me
0: bye guys